the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So we spent a fair amount of time on this show a while back talking about the resolution in the State Board of Education from State Board of Education member Brendan Shea. The resolution would basically say what was no, not, impo- not, not even fathomable to need to be said for all of your lifetime until about two years ago. But now we have this evil effort to indoctrinate kids into an anti-God philosophy that no matter if you're born a boy or a girl, you can become the opposite of that merely by saying so, merely by dressing different, merely by adopting the identity you wish to be rather than the reality that you were born as. So Brendan Shea's resolution with the State Board of Education just said, look, truth is important in schools. We have to stick to the facts. You're born a boy. You're born a girl. That's what you are. And we encourage Dave Yost, the attorney general of the state of Ohio, to join with other attorney generals to oppose the Biden administration, expanding Title IX protections for girls, which built women's sports in this country, which built all kinds of opportunities for girls and extracurricular activities. We oppose, as state attorney generals, the idea that a boy should be able to play a girl's sport, shower in a girl's locker room, dress in a girl's private spaces, simply because they say they're a girl. Well, of course, the LGBTQ movement rose up in protest and painted this resolution and bathed it in all kinds of lies. Oh, kids will commit suicide. News for you. Kids who embrace the LGBTQ lifestyle already have an astronomically high suicide rate, not because they are bullied, not because they are hated, not because they are targeted, because they are living at odds with the way God made them, And that imparts upon them an inner desperation and depression that eats away at them and forces them to hate themselves. And oftentimes that manifests itself in suicidal ideation. So the resolution that Brendan Shea courageously put forward did not pass because, of course, the other 18 members of the board didn't have the fortitude to stand behind a truth position. And we thought it had been tabled and was going to go into the netherlands and ether of just vanishing for lack of being addressed. But, but, Monday, they are bringing this back up again at the executive committee meeting of the State Board of Education. There will be a superintendent search discussion, because they're looking for a superintendent for the State Board of Education, from 1230 to 130. 
And then the Title IX resolution discussion will take place from 1.30 to 4. And it might happen that they will send this back to the full board for a vote on November the 15th. Now, there's not going to be any public policy, uh, excuse me, any public testimony on Monday. But there will be on the 15th of November if this goes back in front of the board. So what I'm asking you to do is, if you're a parent and you can get out of work Monday afternoon, if you're a grandparent and you've retired or you don't have anything to do on Monday, go to, we'll Google it, we'll find out where the State Board of Education meeting is. We'll give you the exact address, we'll put it on our Facebook page at the Bruce Hooley Show. Because here's what you know to be true. The LGBTQ lobby is going to show up and force to make it seem as if it is wrong to support the truth position. The truth position is that boys are boys and girls are girls and that there should be private spaces between the two in our public schools and that boys should not be able to cross over and play girls sports. You say, Bruce, you never say girls can play boys sports. I'm really not going to really affect things if girls play a boys sport. There might be some sports where girls can compete evenly with boys. I'm thinking of bowling. Alan, can you think of any others? Bowling might be one. Well, there are some schools that have girl place kickers yeah. on the football team. Yeah. Because they can play soccer or whatever. They, yeah. You know. And it's a relatively safe position. I've seen girls who play a regular position of football at the middle school and high school level, and they just get annihilated. Yeah. Because they just can't. And we always are speaking in generalities here. There are some girls that are big and can, you know, do fine against the smallest boy. But in general, boys are born with narrower hips, bigger bone structures, more muscle structure, bigger hands, bigger feet, wider shoulders, and they're going to dominate. Generally speaking, they're going to dominate a girl, and they're going to put a girl in physical danger. I told you the story yesterday of the girl in volleyball, and there's a transgender girl, which is to say a boy, who spiked the volleyball at a rate of speed that girls cannot spike the volleyball. Well, if a girl can't spike the volleyball that fast, you're not going to be able to react to it because you've never seen it before. She has long-term concussion syndromes because of that injury. Never should have happened. This is a protection issue in many different ways on many different fronts. So now you know Monday you need to show up. We'll get you the location, but show up Monday afternoon at this meeting. So I took note today that in the Columbus Dispatch, this is the insidious part of this, is that it's not just the LGBTQ misguided people who show up to protest this common sense truth resolution put forward by Brendan Shea. It is also, I hate to say, but it is nevertheless true, also a position held by a number of so-called pastors, such as John Osmondson of the Hilliard United Methodist Church, Hank Osmondson of the Unitarian Universalist Justice Ohio, and St. John's United Church of Christ. Here's their letter to the dispatch. We want to express our gratitude to the 12 members of the Ohio State Board of Education who voted to refer the resolution to the executive committee. They are lauding another member of the uh, board, Tim Miller of District 10. Keep his name in mind. Vote him out because he's for the LGBTQ side of this. These two woke pastors say, we are heartened by the compassion and courage displayed by Miller, particularly since his seat is on the 2022 ballot. Oh, goody. We get the chance. Are you in District 10? Vote him out. Vote Tim Miller out. 
He and 11 other board members recognized that this resolution would have a lasting and negative impact on students, educators, and school district funding. It would not have a negative impact on students. If it has a negative impact on educators, it's only because they are ideologues and need to be out of the schools and be more concerned with being educators than with indoctrinating kids in their personal sexual preferences. And school district funding. Why? Because the Biden administration is threatening to withhold school lunch program funding from any school that opposes its expansion of gender to be included with Title IX. Do you understand what that means? That means poor kids who get nutritional food from their schools, and in many cases in rural Ohio and inner cities in Ohio, that's the only place we can count on the kids getting nutritional food. The Biden administration would deny kids who have no belief in, exposure to, or inclination toward gender dysphoria, nonsense. Oh, your school won't go along with our policy position on this woke nonsense? Then, sorry, kid, you can't eat. Sorry, kid, you go hungry. All the Democrats are so compassionate, aren't they? These pastors are so compassionate that they would endorse a position that would deny hungry kids, malnourished kids, food that they otherwise would get, all because a school district may oppose the radical expansion of Title IX. And this is the worst part of this letter from these two fake pastors. We think it is important to highlight that while this resolution's author, Brendan Shea, specifically mentions his Christian faith in his bio, and Miller does not, it is Miller who displayed a better understanding of our Christian tradition's commandment to love our neighbors. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It is not unloving to tell someone who is gripped by dysfunction that they are gripped by dysfunction. The truth is not a hateful position. To rescue someone from the lie that they can be a sex they are not born just by merely thinking so, to rescue someone from the immorality of the LGBTQ lifestyle is to give them an opportunity to reconcile their life with God's purpose And it is the compassionate position. Really glad to hear that a Dublin police officer uh, emerged from a wrong way crash on I-70 early this morning. Uh, He is um, apparently going to recover. Officer Larry Gatton. Uh, He's been with the department five years. He was taking some... um, Can I say criminal if he's going to the Franklin County Jail? That's so harsh. Yeah, well, okay. He was uh, leaving the downtown Franklin County Jail when his cruiser was struck head-on by another vehicle on I-70 near Mound Street. So I'm going to assume that Officer Gatton was headed back out of town, leaving the Franklin County Jail, and somebody's on I-70 going the wrong way, and crashed into his cruiser. How does that happen, Alan? Like, is there is it confusing down there, the ramps to get on? I don't go into downtown Columbus <laughs> I, anymore because Andrew Ginther's ruined it. But I avoid downtown like the plague. Yeah. So anyway, Officer Gatton is um, 
is going to be okay. The other driver, unfortunately, died. I hope the uh, person was not having a seizure or anything like that. An an old person who was confused about where they were, that would be uh, horrific. But uh, Officer Gatton is in stable condition, and we certainly uh, hope and pray for his recovery. Dublin police do a phenomenal job. I have some friends who are Dublin police officers, and they are amazing people. And uh, I'm a big proponent of police. And uh, are there bad police? Yes. Are there bad doctors? Yes. Are there bad lawyers? Yes. Are there bad radio hosts? Yes. Is bad teachers? Oh, yes. But we cannot function in our society without them. And I think if the lunacy of the George Floyd, uh, Michael Brown instances in Ferguson and Minneapolis have shown anything, it is that. Uh, There's a nefarious aspect of society out there that is waiting to pounce on anything that involves police officers that they can co-opt for their own benefit. And the proliferation of crime across our country and right here in our own city traces back to those two things and the lies that were told in the aftermath of those two things. I sounded like Raphael Warnock there for a second. Sorry. I was thinking about I heard the cut yesterday in my head all day long that has been making its rounds on social media of uh, Raphael Warnock in the pulpit a couple of years ago at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Georgia. Raphael Warnock, of course, is the sitting senator from Georgia that Herschel Walker is trying to unseat. And just listen to the voice inflection. The the words are crazy enough, but um, just listen to the voice inflection. Who talks like this? No matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. Okay. Like, is that is there something about being a pastor that you have to jump up the tone at a certain point? <laughs> Who does that in normal conversation? You don't? Come on, Bruce. I don't think so. I'm going to go have lunch <laughs> that I brought into the office. And repent that I ate it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it's... Unbelievable. That's, yeah. Well, this is not unbelievable. This is Joe Biden yesterday in Syracuse, New York, talking about gas prices. Okay. The most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. All right. He's a, he's a serial, unrepentant, pathological liar. This is parsing language in a way to be purposefully wrong. Okay? Listen again what he says. The most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. All right, the back half of that is a bold, blatant lie. Okay? A bold, blatant lie. The average gas price when Joe Biden took office was $2.39 in America. Okay? $2.39. It was not $5.00. The first part of the sentence, as I heard this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to blow this up like a third world economy. The most common price of gas in America is $339. Now, what most people will take away from that is the average price of gas in America is $3.39. I don't know if that's what he intended to say, but that is, I'm looking for the escape route on this lie. And the escape route on this lie is if there is a metric that exists by which you can survey every single gas station in America and come up with the most common price of gas 
in America. Like, let's say it's 350 at Sunoco and it's 339 at Speedway on 23 and Orange Road, and it's 348 at Shell at, you know, no Bixby and something else. If there were a way to calculate how many gas stations in America were pricing gas per gallon at 339, it is possible, first of all, I don't think that metric exists, but it is possible that the most common gas price in America is 339. That is possible. But what people take away from that is not accurate because I looked yesterday. Can you find online a metric that tells you what gas prices are per state? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. AAA has that data. And what it showed yesterday when he said this was that 39 states, 39 have gas prices that average more than 339 a gallon, which he said is the most common gas price in America. So 39, we only have 50 states, much as Tim Ryan and Pelosi and Schumer try to make D.C. and Puerto Rico a state. They're not yet. 39 states, gas prices are higher than 339. In 10 states, gas is above 417 a gallon on average. 10 states, still above 417. Seven states, gas is still 370 or above. The national average gas price yesterday was $3.76. That was the average price of gas in America. Now, in your Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, it's lower. But in your California, Nevada, it's much higher. Okay, But the average price across all 50 states yesterday was $3.76. That is $1.37 higher than when Joe Biden took office. $1.37. And he says gas prices are coming down. Gas prices are coming down. Well, they are coming down because they were like, what, 385 last week in Ohio? Now they're like 370, 365. So they're coming down. They're not anywhere near where they were when he took office. So he's purposefully manipulating language, or the people who have their hand up his back like a ventriloquist dummy. He's purposely doing this to mislead the American people, which I find despicable and deplorable and wholly disqualifying of him getting a vote either for him in two years or for anybody who's running to support his agenda. Now, one of the things that Chuck Schumer said to Biden on the tarmac yesterday after he said that they look like they're in trouble in Georgia is that he didn't think the John Fetterman debate was going to hurt them too much in Pennsylvania, that things still look good. Uh, John Fetterman, uh, said this yesterday. See if you can follow it. You know, and you know, you talk about the the, the liber the liberty of of sta- statue um, has never had a, an inscription inside that said, you know, send your your tired hundred uh, masses and put them on a bus and turn them into a, a, a cheap political stunt. I don't that understand. You do? Do you? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.